directly into the word of the Lord tonight. And uh, we're going to begin from the book of Galatians. Uh, we're, we're coming uh, ever closer to the conclusion of this series, but we've been teaching for the last several weeks on the subject, the fruit of the Spirit. And so we're going to continue that until we come to the conclusion. And we are, we are getting there from the book of Galatians chapter 5. And uh, we're going to begin at the 22nd verse. It, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. We've talked about those things, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. We have covered those uh, topics, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the matter of faith. Everybody say faith. Amen. And I'm looking forward to, to talking about faith and teaching about faith. I, we teach a lot about faith. We talk a lot about faith. Uh, and, and yet, you really can't talk en enough about it. Uh, and so I want to go over some of the things that, uh, that we've discussed in times before and in, in studies before. And I want to elaborate on some of those things. Uh, and I want to, I want to uh, begin by pointing out the importance of faith and the role that faith plays in every aspect of our lives, particularly in the area of the miraculous. Throughout the ministry of Jesus, faith played a role in the way that a, a person would receive their miracle. And Jesus would speak to them concerning the fact that there were varying degrees of faith growth. Everybody say faith growth. Faith growth. And I, I want to particularly zero in on, on the growth of faith because we're talking tonight about faith as a fruit. Now, faith is the only fruit of the Spirit that is also listed in the gifts of the Spirit. So there are gifts of the Spirit that are listed in the books of Corinthians, and then there are fruit of the Spirit that are listed in Galatians chapter 5. But faith is listed both as a fruit of the Spirit and as a gift of the Spirit, which makes us realize that faith is some kind of an amazing quality for us to have. And so we want to talk about that. I, one of the things that we point out about faith is that faith is not something that you have to go out and find or go out and get. It's not something that you have to hope that you can, can have. If you will understand the nature of faith, you'll understand that God has given you faith already. God has given unto every man the measure of faith. This is why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. So this is obviously referring to the fact that there is one thing called the grace of God. How many know it's grace that saves us? It was his divine favor that saved us. But the way that grace saved us was through faith. So, so grace 
saved us, but grace saved us through faith. Now, faith is on you. That has to do with you and what you believe and how you respond to the grace of God. So we've got God doing his part, which is his grace, and then you doing your part, which is faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. But the problem that creates is that if God's doing his part, how am I supposed to do my part when I'm nothing but, but a worm? I'm nothing but a wretch. I, I'm no good for anything. How, how am I supposed to contribute anything to this equation of salvation? And so he goes on to say in Ephesians 2 and 8, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So he doesn't want people boasting of having such great faith. He doesn't want people boasting, saying, I'm saved because I did this and because I did that. We are saved because he had grace upon us and then gave us faith to be able to accept the grace of God. Where did the faith come from for a wretch like me? Where did the faith come from for a worm like me? Where did the faith come from for a, a, a broken, corrupted uh, individual who is hell-bound? Where did the faith come from? It came from God. It is the gift of God. It is not of my works, lest I begin boasting of how great I am for having believed in the grace of God. No, I, I, am, I am blessed to have been able to believe. I am blessed to have been able to have repented. I am blessed to have been able to have been baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. I am blessed to have been able to receive the Holy Ghost. I am blessed to have been able to live a lifestyle of faith. It is the gift of God. Faith is the gift of God. So, so many times we hear preaching on miracles and we're excited and we want to believe for it. And then the preacher devastates us by saying all you got to do is have faith. And we're back to square one. And we think, well, I, I thought this was something God was going to do for me. Because, because if it's going to fall upon me to have the faith, that's where I struggle. But that's where you need to realize where faith comes from. Faith comes from God. And you say, God, not only do I need a miracle, but I need the faith for the miracle. And God has given unto every man the measure of faith. So it belongs to you already. Jesus was awakened in the, in the bottom of the boat. He came to the, to the bow of the ship to still the winds and the waves. And his question for the disciples was simple. Where is your faith? I gave it to you. Where did you put it? Did you put your faith in the strength of the winds and the waves? Do you have more confidence that they can overthrow you than you do that I can protect you? Do you have more confidence in the, in the violence of the natural elements? Or do you have confidence in Almighty God? So where is your faith? And this is the question that you have to ask yourself. Where is my faith? There's only one place faith should be, and the Bible tells us, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And so we want to get into this. How wonderful. First of all, let me say, as I began to say a moment ago, 
Throughout the ministry of Jesus, his miracles were performed. And one miracle after another, he would say, according to thy faith, so be it unto you. He would say, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And, 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 when, and then he would talk about varying degrees of faith. So in one place where they were, they were uh, believing that, that he spoke of the leaven of the Pharisees. Jesus spoke of the leaven of the Pharisees. And his disciples all looked at each other and said, he's saying this about the leaven of the Pharisees because we have no bread. And what they meant by that was, he surely is sending some kind of a subliminal signal to us and condemning us because we didn't think ahead and we didn't plan ahead and we don't have any bread. And the Lord discerned their thoughts and he said, O ye of little faith. So there are varying degrees of faith. There is such a thing as having little faith. And he said, you have little faith. Do you not remember the miracle of the loaves? How I took a small bit of bread and I broke it and I blessed it and it multiplied in your hands? Could you imagine being the disciples in that scenario? where they are receiving blessed and broken bread, and as they begin to pass that bread, it multiplies in their hands. When they give somebody a piece of bread, and they have more after they've given than they did before they gave, there's a principle there. And Jesus is saying, you have little faith because you have forgotten the miracle of the loaves of bread. And he's saying to them, you have little faith. It is an evidence of little faith when we begin to think that God is somehow turning on us because of the situation in where we find ourselves. So many times the enemy comes up besides us, beside us and says, God's, God's going to turn on you or God's going to do something bad to you or God's going to God's going to open up his wrath upon you. How many have ever had the enemy have you in a position of fear, unhealthy fear, that you have somehow made some kind of mistake, mistake so egregious? And I'm, there is a healthy fear of the Lord. But there's also a false guilt and a false condemnation. But when you have faith as it should be, it will prevent you from falling prey to the enemy's snares of condemnation. So this faith was applicable in all miracles that Jesus performed. In that case, they had little faith. In the case of the, of the Roman centurion who contacted Jesus and said, I need you to come and heal my son. And, and Jesus uh, said, all right, I'll come do it. He said, you don't have to come to my house. He said, I'm not even worthy that you would come to my house. And Jesus Listen further, and he said, all you have to do is speak the word. I'm a man under authority. I know what authority is. And if you'll speak the word, the word only will have the power to go from your mouth and, and travel all the way. This was a Roman centurion talking. This wasn't a ruler of the synagogue talking. This wasn't a rabbi talking. This was a heathen talking. This was a pagan talking. And the pagan man said, if you will speak the word only, then there will be healing in my house. And Jesus stopped and said, all right, 
Stand right there. Everybody look over here. I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. So there's another, that was the other end of the spectrum. There's this little faith that says, I'm walking on eggshells because every time I turn around and I forget to bring bread and I forget to do this and I, oh no, I messed up there and I, and I was forgetful here. God's going to just, he's going to pull the rug out from under me. Any moment, God's going to pull the rug out from under me. That's little faith. Great faith is this faith that says, all you got to do is say the word and the healing can come. I, 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 I can hang on the word only. I don't need I don't need evidence. I don't need tangible proof. All I need is the word only. And the word only is something I'll stand upon. And Jesus said, this is great faith. But whether it's little faith or whether it's great faith, it is the gift of God. It doesn't come from your amazing ability to believe. It doesn't come from the, 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 the magnanimous uh, part of your spirit that is so much more believing than other people's. No, no. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit of God. And when you tend to your garden, you, you know that if you will apply natural laws as they exist, that the fruit will grow. You can... Stand out there and demand it. You can stomp your feet. You can try to think that fruit to grow out of the ground. It won't grow out of the ground until you apply the laws that are necessary for the fruit to grow. And then the fruit starts growing. You can go back inside and take a nap and the fruit's going to grow. You can, you, can, you, can just, you can go back in and go along your day just applying the laws that are necessary for the fruit to grow, and the fruit is going to grow. How wonderful is it to know that the responsibility of having faith in my life does not come from me reaching some kind of a, of a particular place upon the meter of faith where I can finally say, oh, now I've got great faith. No, it's a fruit of the Spirit, and it grows when we apply spiritual laws to it. So let's go back to how fruit grows. Fruit grows because of the seed, which is the word of God. I, I'm repeating this in every lesson because every one of these that we're talking about is fruit. I'm, and I'm just going to keep on repeating it because I don't think I can say it enough. You've got to get this in you. That's what you're doing tonight. You're sitting, you're sitting as, as fertile, open soil Opening your heart to the word of God. And the word of God is coming into you like seed. And the seed is being planted in your soul. And the seed says that you can have faith if you allow God to plant the seed in your soul. Now, now when you take this seed, you're going to receive this seed. We're going to put the word of God in you. And that seed's going to be planted inside of you. Now beware because the Bible says... That the enemy is going to come try to take the seed out of your spirit. The Bible says that the enemy is going to come try to start scooping stuff up. Start getting his shovel out do some excavation. While men slept, the enemy will even try to sow tares. Try to sow false doctrine and heresy into your spirit. 
after the seed has been deposited into the soil of your soul. So you don't let that happen. Here's what you do. You guard your heart. You guard your heart and you don't let other seed enter into your spirit. Don't let other seed enter into your spirit. Resist the temptation of, of going home and tuning back into all the garbage that's going on in our world. Ponder the seed, which is the word of God. Resist the temptation to go back to the gossip that you took a break from to sit through Bible class. Resist the temptation to, to go back to all those seeds. See, the seed is the word of God, but you need to understand, word is seed. I'm going to say that again. Word is seed. Not just the word of God, the word of anything or anybody is seed. Your word is seed. What kind of seed are you planting? And that, and that favorite show you watch is seed. What are you allowing to be planted into your spirit? And that person you talk to, that you, you take it with a grain of salt because they're a gossip and you would never dream of saying some of the things they say, but you don't mind hearing it. I don't really participate in gossip. I just hear it. You're accepting seed into your spirit because every word that is spoken is seed. The word of God is seed that is put into your soul, into your spirit. And what a, this is how faith grows. Faith is a seed and you put it inside of your spirit. Now, what do you do with it once it's down there? Well, what do you do with natural seed once it's down there? You pour water on it. And you expose it to sunshine. This is how it works in the fruit of the Spirit. You expose it to the presence of the Lord. You know, we're not just going through tradition when we lift up our hands after we hear the word of God and we praise the Lord for his word and we ask him to speak to us and we ask him to minister to us. We're not just going through motions. When we have a time of devotion and prayer in the, in the morning hours, we're not just going through some kind of a ritualistic obligation we are we wake up in the morning and we pray and we say lord i thank you for your goodness and i thank you for your blessing and i ask you to cleanse me and make me whole and wash me wash over my mind what am i doing i am i am breaking up fallow ground i am getting rid of stones and thorns i'm i'm removing debris and all the garbage that would prevent the seed from taking root in my spirit then when i look at the word of the lord and i begin to accept seed into my spirit it's going to fall on good ground and i worship him through the day and i praise him through the day and i'm singing the songs of zion and we're speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and we're making melody in our heart to the lord and we're putting ourselves in the right kind of relationships when you're in a relationship ladies and gentlemen you don't need to be in a relationship where you're being unduly influenced you need to be in a relationship that is blessing you and is edifying you. Now, if you're witnessing to somebody and you're winning them to the Lord and you're loving somebody and you're showing them the love of God, that's one thing. But, but you don't need to be in a relationship where there is an ungodly influence upon you that is having effect on you. So you allow the 
seed to enter your spirit and when that water of his presence and that sunshine of his presence begins to fall upon the good ground that has the seed, the fruit is going to grow. Faith is going to grow. So let's talk about what faith is. I'd like to turn your attention to the book of Jude. The book of Jude, and uh, there's only one chapter. So we're going to look at the third verse of the book of Jude. And this is what it said. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. When I talk to you about faith, I'm not talking to you about mere belief in God. I'm talking to you about the faith delivered to the saints. The faith which was once delivered to the saints. That is the faith that grows in us. That's the faith that is the fruit of the Spirit. That's the faith you need to have. That's the faith that brings miracles. That's the faith that brings peace. Faith, the faith, the faith. Not a faith, the faith that was once delivered to the saints and you need to earnestly contend for it because the devil wants it. And he wants to weaken it. And he wants to somehow cause you to lose the faith that God has given you. But he said, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Here we have another passage in Ephesians chapter 4 that tells us about the faith. Ephesians chapter 4 and uh, verse number 4. There is one body and one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord. Anybody believe in one Lord? One faith. One baptism. Oh, hallelujah. One God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. One Lord. One faith. There is only one faith. Now, they can talk about all the different faiths and many faiths all they want. There's only one faith. And that faith is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That faith is faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? It is the life of Jesus that was foretold by the prophets. The prophets foretold it. He was born of a virgin. He lived a life free of sin, above reproach. He was tempted in all points as we are tempted, yet without sin. And he died the death of a transgressor, even though he was a spotless lamb. There was no violence in his mouth. And there was no form nor comeliness that we should desire him he was numbered with the transgressors but he was without sin he was buried and he rose from the dead and he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs 
And he ascended on high. And he poured out his spirit. And he's coming again. That's the faith. That's the faith. That right there is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That God Almighty was manifest in the flesh, lived an overcoming life, died the death of the transgressor as the Lamb of God, was buried, rose from the dead, showed himself alive by many infallible proofs, and ascended on high, poured out his spirit, and is coming again for a spotless bride. Hear what I'm telling you. That is the one faith put all of your faith in God. That is the faith that you need. And it will carry you through anything and everything. And it will give you the faith that you need to know he has all power. He can heal your body. He can touch your mind. He can turn your circumstances around. He has all power. Trust in him. Believe in him. Have faith in him. This is the faith. Earnestly contend for that faith. Don't let the devil just walk up into your your life and steal that faith out of your spirit hold on to that faith praise God get into this house and worship the Lord with people of like precious faith hallelujah and magnify his name glorify his name exalt his name adore his name lift him higher worship him praise him get in the word and get a word for this day Daily bread. Get something for this moment, for this issue that you're facing. And let that gospel feed you again to know, hallelujah, that the Lord loves you and the Lord is for you. And the Lord is, will encompass you and the Lord will undergird you and overshadow you. The faith that was once delivered to the saints. Let that get into your spirit as a seed that is planted. And let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. So, so regardless of what we face, our faith is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and so when our faith is in the gospel of Jesus Christ, our lives will reflect the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what I know about faith. My life will reflect the gospel of Jesus Christ. It will. And so will yours. And so this is why we go through, sometimes we go through trials. We go through some trials sometimes because our lives are a perpetual reflection of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anybody ever gone through something that was joyous and joyful? Anybody ever had that? Anybody ever had anything just, this is wonderful, this is a blessing of the Lord, and it brought joy to my life. I need to see a show of hands here. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to hear that. When Jesus lived his life, it was the sunlight of his life, and it was a joyful experience and he 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 lived life and he was born and he lived and it was it was joyful in fact they were waving palm leaves singing hosanna hosanna to the lord anybody ever gone through some dark days anybody ever gone through something that 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 you you your flesh was crucified in the process and you just were like god i'm i'm done fighting i i give up I surrender all, and all, all to you I give. I just, I can't do this anymore. Everybody ever been through that? The, the darkness of life's experience? Well, that's what Jesus went through when he was crucified. 
when you went through that as a child of God who was serving the Lord and who is serving God, you were reflecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and, and then when you just when you think that you're ready for things to change and things to get better, you go through a burial period. Anybody ever gone through that experience where you just, the lights go out? Everybody forgot about you? You used to have friends. They used to wave palm leaves at you. But then you bled and were bruised and were wounded and chastised. And now nobody knows who you are anymore. Everybody forgot about you. You feel like you're six feet under. Anybody ever been there before? Buried. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. You're reflecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you know anything about the gospel, you know what comes next. Resurrection. I'm coming up out of this burial. I'm coming up out of this grave. I'm coming into a new day. I'm coming into a new dawn. I'm coming into a new season. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. And I'm going to rise up out of these circumstances. And, and, and if the same is true of the day and the night. We've talked about this before where day turns to night and, and then night spans through the, the hours of darkness and then morning comes. And it's an ongoing process. And that's the way your life is. It's an ongoing process. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And be like the psalmist who said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So if I'm in the middle of a sunlit experience of life, I'm going to praise my God. And if I'm on a cross being nailed to it, I'm going to praise my God. And if I'm buried in a borrowed tomb, I'm going to praise my God. And if I come up out of that grave, I'm going to praise my God. Because my faith is anchored in this gospel. The life, the death, the burial, the resurrection. The life, the death, the burial, the resurrection. The life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And my faith increases with each revolution of the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's why you see some saints of God that have been around for years. And, 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 and they, you know, they're human. They've got emotions just like you do. But they just have this confidence. God's got it. God's got it. That doesn't make them less human. It doesn't make them less emotional. But they're not going to stop serving God. They're not going to turn their back on God. Are you kidding? They've been through some stuff. They've been down in this grave before. They've walked through this valley before. And, and, and while they wish it weren't this way, and while they wish it were, would change, and while they don't want it, just like Jesus, who despised the shame, but endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Not the, not the joy that was there in that moment, but the joy that was set before him. That's faith. I know what comes next. So I'm going to endure this present shame and I'm going, to, I'm going to endure to that joy that is set before me. Praise the Lord. And so this is the faith. Contend for it. Lead your family in it. Sing about it. Speak about it. Pray for it. Ask God to give you more of it. Grow in faith. It's a fruit. It grows. And you know, it's interesting. Every season 
it grows back. It grows back. It's a perennial fruit. It just keeps on growing. Just like the resurrection, the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection. That's the way, that's the, way the seasons are. Summertime. How many are ready for summertime? I can, I can already, I'm, I'm ready to get the grill out and, and fire up the fireworks. And I'm just ready for summertime. Thank you, Jesus. I thought the tribulation started this January. Dear Lord, have mercy. And, and I'm ready for summertime. Because summertime is life. Everything is, everything is in full bloom. And everything is active. And, and it's vibrant. And it's, and it's, and it's just fun. And it's, it's, it's summertime. And then the leaves start changing. Now, we've, now we've learned to romanticize that. You know, we, we, if you've been raised in the Midwest, you kind of like that a little bit. You know, the, 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 the crackle of firewood and, and, uh, and then the leaves start to change. And, and, and you know that means Frisch has got their pumpkin pie. And we've, gotten, we've begun to romanticize. This, but those leaves are dying. You know, that's what's happening, folks. That's, that's death, actually. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to interrupt your little sentimental journey but that's what's going on on those trees and you keep watching i know they're beautiful and you're going to go take a drive through the winding roads of of rural ohio but 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 keep your eye on those trees and those pretty leaves are going to fall off that's they're dying and pretty soon everything's going to be buried under cold ice snow cold gray drab days and that's burial but here comes the spring. Life, death, burial, resurrection. Life, death, burial, resurrection. And, and with spring comes fruit, new fruit, new fruit. And when you come, every revolution of life, death, burial, or resurrection you have, you come out with new fruit, new faith. I got something from this last experience. I didn't have it before. But I got something from this last experience that's going to help me in this season. And what has happened is my faith has grown. I've gone from little faith to great faith. Little faith to great faith. And you can live for God for years. And don't you take that for granted. you still got to grow the fruit the same way you've always grown the fruit. You know, having, having decades behind you and living for God, I'm going to tell you, I, I need God every day like I needed him the first day. Oh, God, I need to hear your word. I need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I need you to speak to my spirit and give me peace in my mind. I, I need faith to increase in me. And, and if you'll do that, and if you'll lay that before the Lord, you can't think your way to greater faith. It's a fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit produces the faith inside of you praise the lord uh hebrews we're going to go to hebrews uh hebrews chapter 10 and we're we're looking now at hebrews chapter 10 we're going to talk about verse 19 hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19 says this having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest. Now, folks, that's some boldness right there. 
boldness to enter into the holiest. Who in their right mind enters into the holiest? Because when the, if the priest entered into the holiest unworthily, he would die. But here the writer says, we have boldness to enter into the holiest. It takes faith to know that you can enter into the holiest and to have boldness to do so. He said, why? I'll do it by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. Oh, hallelujah. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. That's the faith. That was once delivered to the saints. That's the one Lord, one faith, one baptism. The faith in the high priest over the house of God. Faith in the new and living way. Faith that he has consecrated away for us. Faith that we can go through the veil that is to say his flesh. Faith to say that the blood of Jesus allows me, even, even though I am the most wretched of sinners, the chiefest of sinners, the blood of Jesus allows me and you and whosoever will to enter into the holiest of all places. And he said, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. This is referring to repentance and baptism. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Now, we know what that's talking about. The profession of our faith is the vocalization of our faith, the verbalization of our faith. But it's deeper than that. If I were to ask you what is your profession, you wouldn't simply tell me what you say. You would tell me what you do. When I say, what is your profession? I could also say, what do you do? And, and, and the answer would be the same because the question is the same. A profession is not just what you profess, but what you do. And faith has to do with both. What you say and what you do need to be identical. You say, uh-oh, that cancels me out. Then ask of the Lord, Lord, help me. Help me be true. Let me have a true heart with full assurance of faith. Lord, let what I say and what I do be the same. Let me hold fast the profession of my faith. See, this was the problem with Jacob. Jacob walked into Isaac's room, his father. Isaac was old and stricken in years. His eyes had waxed dim. But all of his other senses were perfectly fine. His smelling was fine because he, he smelled the field. His taste was fine because he tasted the venison. His touch was fine because he felt the hair on Jacob's arms as Jacob was attempting to persuade him that he was Esau. His hearing was fine because he heard Jacob's voice. But his eyes waxed dim. Only his sight was off. And, and you know, 
when people try to deceive others, you can, you can actually manage deceiving others pretty well. It doesn't, it doesn't take a lot to deceive people. You can deceive me. You can deceive the person next to you. You can deceive, you can deceive anybody. All they have to have is one little sensory part of them off base a little bit, and they will bless you just like Isaac blessed Jacob. He said, well, you, you feel like Esau. You smell like Esau. Your food tastes like what Esau prepares. And I hear your voice, and your voice tells me you're Jacob. But I can't see you, and everything else checks out, so it's three to one. You're Esau, and I'm blessing you. And that's how it is with people. You can deceive your way into the blessing of man, but you can't deceive your way into the blessing of God. And Jacob, you might have been able to fool Isaac, but you're not going to be able to fool God. So in order to receive God's blessing, you're going to have to have a real encounter with God. In order to receive God's blessing, you're going to have to wrestle with him, and you're going to have to fight through the night till the breaking of the day. See, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I want to take your, turn your attention to Hebrews 11, moving forward into this chapter. What you say and what you do, that is the profession of your faith. Jacob, you, you sound like Jacob, but everything you do says you're Esau. But what you say and, 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 and the tone of your voice all says you're Jacob. The key is to get your, the profession of your mouth and the profession of your lifestyle on the same page. And God is the one who does that for you. Surrender to him and, and say, Lord, I, I don't want to just talk a good game. I want to be a child of God. I don't want to just know all the right words. I want to be a child of God and vice versa. I don't just want to go through the motions and then have poison spewing out of my mouth. What's the good in coming to church and clapping your hands if, if, if out of your mouth is flowing every deadly toxin creating the environment that is perfect for the enemy to operate in? Let the actions of your life and the words of your mouth be consistent with each other. Oh, hallelujah. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. And that's, that's the order. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. If you're having, now we're going to talk about this real quick before we get to Hebrews 11. If you're having trouble believing in your heart. Anybody ever had trouble believing something in your heart? Like you know you should believe it, but I'm having trouble believing it. You know it's true or it's supposed to be true. And I want to believe it, but I'm having trouble believing it. The Lord said, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. That's the order that, it, that faith takes. It starts with confessing with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. Even if you don't believe it in your heart yet, confess it with your mouth. Confess it with your mouth. Confess it with your mouth. And if you'll keep confessing it with your mouth, you're going to start believing it in your heart. And when you believe it in your heart, watch out. Hallelujah. Hold the door. They say, hold the door, kitty, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, when you start believing it in your heart, God's going to begin moving on your behalf. Faith is the legal license that gives God 
the right to move in your circumstances. Thank the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right there. Faith is substance and faith is evidence. Faith is substance and faith is evidence. Faith is not intangible. Faith is not a vagueness of thought that you have within you, this invisible thought process in you. No, faith is substance and faith is evidence. In the court of law, if your faith is being tried, evidence is what justifies the fact that you do in fact have faith. And so that's why you see in verse 4 of Hebrews 11, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Abel said, I believe in God. I believe God is going gonna, is gonna to rescue us from this sin. All right, Abel. Then when God tells you, to take the firstling of, of your flock, offer unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Abel offers unto God the firstling of his flock, and it was him expressing to God, not only do I say I believe, I'm going to show you that I believe. He goes on to say, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Hallelujah. We know from the life of Enoch, this is all the Bible says about him. And he's one of the most fascinating characters of the Bible. He's the character that never died. Elijah didn't either. Enoch never died. And he was translated that he should not see death. In other words, God didn't want him to see death. And he had this testimony that he pleased God. And the only thing we know about him was that he walked with God. That was his expression of faith. He walked with God. That was his statement of faith. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. So Noah has this belief. There's rain coming. There's a flood coming. If he does not build the ark, it doesn't matter if he believes. He doesn't have faith. Because if he has faith, he builds the ark. Faith is the evidence that he believes the rain is coming. Building the ark is the substance of the fact I believe there's rain coming. So it is the substance of things not seen. There's, I, I don't see rain, but this guy's building an ark. So a lot of people will come and tell you that it's one thing to believe, and, 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 and you can believe, but, and that is faith, and you don't have to, you don't have to do anything to, to showcase your faith. But James explained it so well when he said faith without works is dead. And he said, you say I have faith. He said, show me your faith. He said, I will show you my faith by my works. Now this is a powerful principle that I, I really want us to understand. Because you can do works and not have faith. That's what the whole uh, Reformation had to do with. The just shall live by faith. Paul just said it. He said, 
He said, by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is possible to have empty works. Israel found themselves empty with works. Works, 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 but not having faith that the Messiah is coming. So you have to understand which one comes first. First, faith comes first. And the works are the substance of that faith. They're not an empty shell, but they are the result of that faith. And this is a powerful principle because remember when we talked about if you'll confess it with your mouth, you'll begin believing it in your heart. The same is true concerning your faith with works. If you're having trouble believing, apply the works. Apply the spiritual law. Apply the faith. That's what Abraham did. Abraham could not attain unto righteousness. None of us can. But the Bible says he believed in God. He went out from his father's house, left his father's kindred, because the Lord told him to go. He did it. He'd never seen this place. He'd never Googled it. It wasn't, he didn't have a brochure describing it. How many of you would go to a place where nobody except the still small voice of God that you wonder if it's your imagination or not says, do you go? All right, Lord, I'll go. To a place that I will tell you of. Whose builder and maker is God. All right, Lord, I'll go. Abraham went and God was looking at that and was like, oh my goodness, I've actually never seen anybody on earth do something like this. And, and God couldn't hold himself back. He was like, I'll bless you forever. And I'll bless your kids too. And your kids, kids, and your kids, 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 kids. And blessing, I'll bless you. Multiplying, I'll multiply. And I'll bless them to bless you. And I'll curse them to curse you. And I'll establish my covenant with you. And this faith, I will count unto you for righteousness. Faith, hear this, faith counts for righteousness. Ah, God have mercy. Yeah, I want you to hear that again. Faith counts for righteousness. You may not feel like you can be righteous, and, and you're right. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. But in God's eyes, faith counts as righteousness. Lord, I believe your word. I believe there is a city that hath foundations. And I'm going to live my life like there's a city that hath foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. And I'm going to leave where you tell me to leave. And I'm going to separate from what you tell me to separate from. And I'm going to come out from among them and be separate. Because I believe there's a city. And God says, you may not be able to obtain righteousness because you're filthy flesh. But that counts. He counted it unto him for righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But Brother Urshan, I'm struggling with my, with my faith. I'm struggling with believing. Live. Live it. That counts. Hallelujah. But I... But, I, I'm, but, but the devil's been talking in my ear and I'm struggling and I'm worrying about, do I really believe? Live it. Hallelujah. Walk it. Talk it. Live it. Glory to God. Make decisions. 
based on the fact that there's a city that has foundations whose builder and maker is God. That counts. That's faith. And God accepts that. Praise God. Listen, God knows your frame. He remembers that you are dust. He understands why you, why you, you may struggle in your belief at times with, with what you have not seen. This is why you put substance out there that says, I'm struggling internally, but I'm going to hold fast the profession of my faith because he is faithful that promised. You know what makes it hard for you to hold fast is this natural corruptible body because every day you need a renewing of mind and spirit be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind thank you Jesus and that faith will revive and that faith will be restored anybody remember when you had strong faith I need to see a show of hands remember when you had faith that could move mountains remember when you had faith in God faith in God and you remember when you struggled with that faith you remember later even after you were so persuaded you were persuaded that nothing could separate you and then two months later you were dragging trying to get to the house of God gasping for air that's because of this corruptible, natural human body you have. Every day, put more seed in the soil and water it and expose it to the sunlight of his presence. God will cause faith to grow inside of you. And not just faith, but love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith will grow inside of you. And, you'll, and you will begin to walk and talk like this. Lord, speak the word only. Speak the word only. I'm not worthy that you should come under the roof of my house. But speak the word only. And you'll be able to stand on the word only. I need somebody to understand tonight. All you need is the word only. It was the word only that brought light into this world. It was the word only that put the sun, the moon, and the stars into place. It was the word only that put the plants and the trees in their proper order. It was the word only that filled the waterways with fish life. It was the word only that caused the fowls to fill the air. It was the word only. I want you to know all we've got is the word of God. Everything else is going to fall and fade and be destroyed. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Oh, hallelujah. Let your faith grow until you know beyond the shadow of a doubt all you need is the word, the word, the word, the word. In Jesus' name right now, I come against every feeling that the enemy is trying to exalt against your faith in God. Hallelujah. I come against every feeling that the enemy is trying to exalt against your faith in God. Hallelujah. Let your faith grow. Let your faith grow. Let your faith rise. Let your faith be increased. Let your faith be increased in Jesus' name. Come on, lift up your hands and your praises unto the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's worship God together right now. Let's worship God together right now. Bless his holy name. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I want us to stand to our feet right now. God wants to put some faith inside of you. God wants to put some faith inside of your spirit. God wants to put some faith inside of you. Hallelujah, faith, 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 faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Look at your neighbor say, I have faith. Say it with more conviction. I have faith. Hallelujah. Now, you may have been doubting all week long, but I rebuke that in Jesus' name. You have faith. God gave you faith. I know you have faith because God gave you faith. The key is let the faith grow. Let it grow. Hallelujah. Let it grow. Hallelujah. Don't let circumstances bring your faith down. Hold fast the profession of my faith. The way that I hold fast the profession of my faith is by speaking it and living it. Speaking it and living it. Speaking it and living it. Professing it with my mouth and being professional about it. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you that the enemy would like to wear out the saints of God. The the enemy would like to wear out the saints of God. You know, the enemy would like to, he would like to shut, he'd like to shut down everything that we're trying to do for the glory and the kingdom of God. You do know that. But the enemy's not going to have his way. You know, the the enemy likes to come against the faith of every saint of God in this building. The enemy likes to come against the faith of the preacher. The enemy likes to come against the faith of these singers and musicians. The enemy likes to come against the faith of Sunday school teachers and greeters and ushers and leaders. and, and You know how many times he's attacked my faith and your faith? Every day. The enemy comes against our faith, comes against our faith, comes against our faith. You know how we overcome it and we earnestly contend for it? We just keep speaking it and doing it. Speaking it, doing it. Speaking it, doing it. And it's in me. It's a fruit. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. It's, it's, it's just abounding. It's growing. Hallelujah. It's, 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 it's blossoming. It's, it's, it's fruitful. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to get up here and I'm going to preach Jesus. And I'm going to preach his glory and preach his name and preach that he's worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. And I'm going to live my life like he saved me. Hallelujah. I'm going to live my life because he saved me. I'm going to, I'm going to live my life because he brought me out. Hallelujah. I'm going to dedicate my life to him. That is the profession of our faith. Thank you, Jesus. I want whatever you're going through right now, whatever the enemy has come against you with, however he's trying to attack your faith, I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord right now because the word of God has gone into your soul like a seed. And I want you just to let the, I want you to let the presence of God come upon you in Jesus' name. Let the presence of God come upon you in Jesus' name. Let the presence of God come upon you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. Let the water, let the water, 
Let the water, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Let the water flow over the seed right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I believe. Come on, somebody do that right now. Somebody say that. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe you're my healer. Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe you're my deliverer. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's take a few moments right now and let our faith rise. Let's take a few moments and let our faith rise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 How he raised me. It is the profession. Come on, profess it right now. Come on, profess it right now. Lord, I believe you. Turn me around. When I think about the Lord, is when I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up, picked me up and turned me around. Solid ground makes me makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all of the glory, all of the honor, all the praise. Makes me it makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 